Hello, hello, all you beautiful, lovely people of this earth. <laughs> Welcome back to the Time to Be Real podcast with your bestie, Shalice, aka Shoelace, aka Shoe. Oh my goodness. I don't know if you can hear that, but the children of this house are running amok. They are chasing each other everywhere. That's why I had to shut my door because they've got the zoomies. Welcome, welcome, welcome. If you've been following me on Instagram, (laughs) oh my gosh, you'll know that I have had kind of a crazy, stressful week. It might sound like I'm just constantly complaining on my Instagram, but you know, maybe I am. Maybe I am just a complainer. Um, That's how I cope, by being a little dramatic. I think it's okay to be a tad dramatic, you know? Let it out. But yeah, it's been really crazy. Lots of tears have been shed. However, I'm here and I'm not going to leave you guys hanging just because I can't find a place to live. I can just be homeless. It's okay. (laughs) So that's the catch up. I haven't had as much time to focus on this episode as I would have liked, but again, I, I I still want to hang out with you guys, and I wanted to get this out, and it really helped me to focus on something other than just looking at places to live and being disappointed, so that's what's been going on with me. I hope you've had a fabulous week yourself, <laughs> and if not, then welcome to the club. Thank you for joining me once again to spend another 20 or so minutes talking about our topic, which is imposter syndrome. I really enjoyed researching about this because it is so relevant in my life. And I hope that you enjoy this episode and you learn something. So without further ado, let's get into it. All right. What is it? (laughs) What is imposter syndrome? So the phenomenon was actually first identified by two psychologists back in 1978. So it's been around for quite some time. Imposter syndrome is described as the condition of feeling anxious and not experiencing success internally, despite being high performing in external objective ways. It often, you know, results in people feeling like a fraud or a phony or stupid and doubting their abilities. With imposter syndrome, a person doesn't feel confident or competent regardless of what they achieve. So it's practically impossible to feel like you've succeeded because of this overwhelming feeling of being inadequate no matter what you do accomplish. It also refers to, you know, feelings of self-doubt and we can feel this at any point in our lives, in any aspect of our lives, whether that's work, relationships, friendships, hobbies. It describes someone who feels like they aren't capable. So (laughs) to sum up all of that wordiness, it's basically an intense feeling of inadequacy and an inability to recognize one's successes and an inability to believe in yourself. 
So we're going to discuss all of that. We're going to discuss kind of what thoughts you have as someone with imposter syndrome, what characteristics you can see in someone with imposter syndrome, and then the causes, and then how to cope. What thoughts do you have with imposter syndrome? So the problem with feeling this way, with experiencing imposter syndrome, the experience of doing well at something does nothing to change your beliefs. There's still that thought in your head that what gives me the right to be here? Like, I don't deserve this. And the more you accomplish, the more you just feel like a fraud. To me, how I interpret that is it's a feeling of you don't deserve what you have. You don't feel like you deserve what you have. And you can't see that you're actually quite successful. It's as though you can't internalize your experience of success. For some people, Imposter syndrome can fuel motivation to achieve as well. And this comes at a cost of just constant anxiety of feeling like you're not good enough and having to prove yourself and overachieve. I feel like in everything I've done, I've always wanted to be the best. If I am not the best, it's not good enough. That is my belief with a lot of things that I have experienced and it is very toxic. It's not healthy. It's a part of me that wants to prove that I am good enough. Because if I'm the best, then obviously I'm good enough. I was so insecure that I almost went for things that were out of my realm to prove that I could do it. And then when I can't, it's like this catastrophic, heartbreaking thing. And a lot of that is with perfectionism and imposter syndrome. Some of the other characteristics with imposter syndrome is an inability to realistically assess your competence and your skills. You, you have a skewed way of looking at yourself. Your expectations are much higher than anybody else would put them for you. Attributing your success to external factors, berating your performance. About a month ago, I was meeting with my manager. We were just going over the goals that I had set and, you know, the results I got. And she was basically just saying like, wow, you did really good last month. Like you hit this many, whatever. And she was just like saying like, good job. Like I'm really impressed. And <laughs> the whole time I couldn't help but think like, well, I just got lucky. Like I haven't changed anything I've been doing. I haven't done anything and it is just pure luck. And every time she tried, my manager tried to give me a compliment, I would discredit myself and say that it was for some other reason. And she noticed this and was like, every time I try to give you a compliment, you just disregard like your own performance. Like, just take the compliment. And I'm like, oh, okay, thanks. Like, I I didn't notice that I did that. Fear that you won't live up to expectations. Overachieving, sabotaging your own success, self-doubt, and setting very challenging goals and feeling disappointed when you fall short. All of these are super relatable to me. I see these all in things I've done. And... These are just a handful of the characteristics of imposter syndrome. And there are a few causes as to why we might experience these toxic thinking patterns. I think it's helpful to know where these thoughts may be coming from. 
So then we can start learning how to counteract these negative beliefs. What are the causes of imposter syndrome? The main thing I could find on the web is a lack of positive reinforcement or praise in your childhood. And that can increase the likelihood of eventually developing imposter syndrome, which leads to unhealthy beliefs around achievement. So in your childhood, if you weren't told, good job, I'm proud of you, you did amazing, I'm here for you. If you didn't hear things like that, you might now feel the need in your you know, teen and young adult life, maybe you learned this while growing up that you felt the need to overcorrect, you know, by wanting to achieve high, receive that type of feedback because you probably crave that because you didn't get that as a kid. You might've had a family that highly valued achievement or maybe a parent flip-flopped between lots of praise and then very critical. One of my parents was very much that way. If we were doing something that he approved of, we would get lots of praise and positive feedback. But if we were doing something that was not of his approval, he was very self-critical and self-deprecating. Is that the right word? Studies also suggest that people who come from families that experienced high conflict and then low amounts of support with that are more likely to experience imposter syndrome. Again, this makes sense because there's that need of approval. And it appears to me more common when you're going through transitions and new things in your life, that pressure to achieve and then combined with a lack of experience that can trigger those feelings of inadequacy. And this is so funny because this is exactly how I still feel about my podcast. I'm almost embarrassed. I am embarrassed to tell people about it because yes, I'm new. I am an amateur and this is new for me. And so that is just so relevant, like feeling like stupid and embarrassed and like you're not good enough. Like all of that self-doubt, you know, when you're trying something new and you want it to be great. Certain personality traits have also been linked to a higher risk of experiencing imposter syndrome, of course. Some of those might be like low self-efficacy, and this refers to your belief in the ability to succeed, as well as perfectionism. This is actually a huge role in imposter syndrome, wanting things to be at the highest standard of perfection. That is so me. I am quite a perfectionist. And that one's really hard to cope with. And then the last one suggested is neuroticism. When I first saw that, I was like, I have never heard that like reference before, that word before. And apparently it's one of the big five personality dimensions that's linked to higher levels of anxiety, insecurity, tension, and guilt. And basically, it's a trait that reflects a person's level of emotional stability. It is often defined as a negative personality trait involving negative emotions, poor self-regulation, trouble dealing with stress, 
and a strong reaction to perceived threats and the tendency to complain. (laughs) I don't know about you, but I checked a lot of those boxes, (laughs) which is so sad. I think we all experience those at a certain time in our life. And imposter syndrome, I don't believe that it's a diagnosis. I think it's just something you feel. Let's look it up. Let's see. It isn't an official diagnosis listed in the DSM. It's not an actual mental health condition, but it is still very real. So those are some of the the causes. I think a lot of it is just from childhood and not receiving enough positive reinforcement. For some reason, we learned that we have to prove ourselves to the world by being a perfectionist, being the very best. Around 75% of the world experiences this at one point in their lives. It is such a hard thing to deal with. So let's look at a couple of simple ways to cope. So how can we cope? I think the first thing you could do is ask yourself a couple questions to kind of reveal where these thoughts are coming from. The first thing you can ask yourself is, what core beliefs do I hold about myself? Do I believe I am worthy of love as I am? Must I be perfect for others to approve of me? I think these questions can reveal a lot about how we view ourselves. Arlo, oh my god. You are a stinker! I didn't know I'd become a mom at 20 years old. I think questions like these can reveal a lot about your beliefs surrounding yourself and what it's actually about. If one of your core beliefs is that you are not good enough and you are not worthy of love, that's where you need to focus on. So taking a moment to just see what this is actually about and what beliefs are behind these thought processes. The one, if you ask yourself, must I be perfect for others to approve of me? I feel like this helps you know if you don't love yourself. If you don't have a love and acceptance of yourself, you're going to be seeking that externally through others. And I do this. I do love myself, but I also sometimes crave that external validation. It's because, you know, obviously childhood and something I learned. So anyways... Getting to the core where those imposter syndrome thoughts stem from. Anyways, so one thing you can do to cope is take baby steps. Try not to focus on doing things perfectly, but rather doing it well and to the best of your abilities and reward yourself for taking action and doing that. Don't wait to reward yourself once you're satisfied because you probably won't ever be satisfied Just reward yourself for doing it. Do things the best you can and then be proud of yourself for at least doing something. Another suggestion is to question your thoughts. The absolute best advice I heard when I was in therapy is to be curious about your emotions. And I'm telling you, when you do this, you're going to discover so much. Question whether those thoughts that you're having are even rational. 
Does it even make sense to believe that you're a fraud or stupid given everything that you do know? Ask yourself these thoughts and answer honestly. And the the things you will discover about yourself, it's incredible. Another suggestion is to stop comparing. Comparison is the absolute thief of so many things. Authenticity, joy, satisfaction, creativity. It will it literally just destroys your sense of self. Every time you compare yourself to others in any way, you're going to find some fault within yourself and that is just going to fuel the feeling of not being good enough and not belonging. Instead of comparing, try and remember that everyone is so focused on themselves to be thinking about you. It doesn't matter what anybody else is doing. Everybody's path is different. Everybody's story is different. Everybody goes at their own pace at their own time. Nobody is paving your path. You're paving your own. You're not walking behind anyone. This is your own individual path. That's their own individual path. You're not behind. This is your story and you're going at your own time at your own pace. That was a mouthful of wordiness, but you get it. Like (laughs) you don't need to be focused on what anybody else is doing because what you're doing is all that matters. Another tip is use social media moderately or not at all. And that's actually, if you go to my Instagram, I only follow about 30 something people because I really needed to filter what I was seeing every time I opened the app. It is okay to unfollow people. If they get offended for you unfollowing them, that's a personal problem. You're allowed to even be friends with someone and not follow them on Instagram. It is nothing personal and it's always beneficial to turn off the phone and go outside for a while. And lastly, refuse to let it hold you back. Refuse to let these thoughts of self-doubt, embarrassment, refuse to let that hold you back. No matter how much you feel like you don't belong, you're not good enough, or you're a fraud, don't let that stop you from pursuing your goals. Keep going and refuse to be stopped. Of course, those thoughts in your head, they're in your head. It's not truth. Just refusing to believe them and deciding to do it anyway. If you are someone who is currently experiencing imposter syndrome, I just want to say I feel for you. It is super hard to deal with. It isn't an easy fix. It it takes a lot of healing and self-compassion and vulnerability. So we can do this together. You are not alone in feeling inadequate. Thank you guys so much for listening and tuning into this episode. I am so excited to keep releasing more episodes and to build our little community on here. If you aren't currently following me on social media, my Instagram is just at Murdoch. And I post a lot of great stuff on there. I post about the pod, about my apartment crisis that I'm going through currently. It's a party with everyone there. 
I hope you guys have a really great week and take care of yourself. Show yourself a little bit more love than normal. If you'd like, you can leave a five-star review on this podcast on Spotify, please. And I will see you next week, loves. Bye!